This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry designed for you to fail. Welcome to Life After MLM's Lula Rich companion series, Lula Bitch, a place you can come to find all the tea and everything that was left on the cutting room floor. You're about to hear the personal accounts of the people affected by the MLM LulaRoe. These stories are our own personal opinions, accounts, and allegations of our experiences within the cult. Some stories may be triggering. Please listen at your own discretion. So this is an interview that I've been waiting to do for a long time. And I think that a lot of people are going to be really excited to hear from you. Uh, so I would like to introduce, with no further ado, my friend Lachey. Hey, everybody. I am <laughs> currently at the salon getting my hair done, but I had to do this meeting. So here I am in all my glory. Hello. And this would be my hairstylist. Hey. <laughs> I know I, I open up the Zoom meeting and I'm like, wait a second, you're getting your hair done. <laughs> yeah, so that's Shauna. She does my hair because everybody's always asking me about my hair. So that's who does my hair. So when you guys you have great hair, see this, you guys know, you guys can reach her at Signature Curls. <laughs> <laughs> so um, obviously we're going to talk about the documentary and all of that stuff. Um, what we're going to talk about first is how LuLaRoe even came into your life. Like, how did you even hear about this? And how did you decide to work there? Um, so um, I had got an email about LuLaRoe, this company starting out. And um, they had sent me some information about it. And I looked at it and I said, okay. So I sent them my resume and they contacted me three days later. And I was working at LuLaRoe two days after that. Wow. That's like insanely fast. Yes. And this was in the beginning, like this is be, before they had, all we had was the office where everybody came. Um, this was before it was even like big, big. So it was just a few people. And we had the one building that said LuLaRoe on the building right there off the freeway that everybody went so crazy about at that time. And so was this 2015, 2016? Mm, 2015. Okay. So you start working at LuLaRoe and you are put into the onboarding department. Um, at first I started out as an emailer and then I was contacted by DM's husband because he asked me how I knew I was on the computer and I explained to him. And then he came to me and asked me about an idea about having an onboarding team. And at the time, Megan was my 
uh, boss at the time. And they asked me how I felt about if they came up with a team for onboarding. And it was supposed to be a trial run. It was never supposed to turn out the way that it did. So it was a trial run because when we started onboarding, you have to realize it was Rularo. We started out with five people. So that's where the name Fab Five came from. Okay. As so yeah, everybody on- remembers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the onboarding team was called the Fab Five. So Correct. how long until like when you started working at LulaRoe did you become like in part of this onboarding team? Uh, within three months. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the need for the onboarding team was just that there was what, so many people joining that you had well, so an entire department? Well, so many people were joining and they wanted to be a part of LulaRoe so bad, but they didn't have what it took to make you... So, I mean, of course you had to buy your inventory. You had to get, go through a whole process. The problem with going through the process, they had nobody to put all these people that were so reluctantly to join Lululemon. They had nobody to start the process. So they came up with a team that came up with um, an algorithm, um, which changed every six months. As you guys can remember, because home office would be uh, a mess sometimes and it would be crazy. So they came up with an algorithm to come up with onboarding people. And it started out like it was okay in the beginning. And then as more people joined it, then we had a certain amount of time. So we had 10 minutes to talk to you, build a rapport with you, get your money and onboard you. But it didn't always turn out that way because people were so like happy to talk to us and you know it was kind of hard to like take five thousand dollars from somebody that I don't know and go to the next person because that's what it was in the beginning so then I told Mark uh we need to go back to the drawing board because you have this company and all of these people want to know who we are behind the phone that they're talking to and I remember getting emails So I came up with an idea before that. I never even had Facebook. So I came up with this idea with Facebook and I made a Facebook and it just went off from there because everybody was just so happy. Oh, I want so-and-so to onboard me. I want so-and-so to onboard me. And uh, then they came up with a thing where you can come and tour home office, but you had to be at a certain level to come and tour home office. And then it got to a point where where I want to see where all the magic happens. I want to see where Shay sits. And I would literally come back to my desk and there would be shit everywhere all over my desk. It'd be unicorn poop, gifts here, cookies, cakes, and pies from people I didn't know, but they were just so happy to see where I sat. And it was crazy. And people didn't believe me at first because it got to a point where I had to have security when we went to all the big yeah, when we would go on to stuff, they would have to get the onboarding team security because it was crazy. I mean, how do people not realize this is a cult? Um, in the beginning, what I will say is Mark and Deanne, I'm the, I give them full credit. They did their shit. Uh, was it a pyramid scheme? Yes, but they did it a different kind of way. They did it to a way where they really had people really drinking the Kool-Aid and people were really believing in it. And it, it wasn't that I was drinking the Kool-Aid. I had a job and I got paid very good money as we all knew it wasn't no secret. So I'm not going to try to hide it, but I mean, it is what it is. 
Wow. So run me through a typical day, like during the busy season when you were onboarding so many people, like what was your day? What would that look like? My day started every day at 6 a.m. Because, you know, the time zone. So we had people in Hawaii, Puerto Rico, and we weren't internationally yet. So we have people trying to do it internationally. So that's where the second onboarding team came from because they got to a point where they said, we can just, we can't just do it here. Let's take it internationally. And it went there. So a day would start out at 6 a.m. Um, I didn't allow calling until 7 because I, we needed, because once calling started, that was it. You guys would come call and it would be crazy. And I literally walked around with earpieces in my ear all day long because I had so many calls coming in and going out. So I couldn't just ignore them. And then the people that I did know, um, of course they would email me and they needed something done. So of course I would do what they needed done. What is like the highest number of people you onboarded in one day? I onboarded about, I want to say close to a hundred people in one day. That's insane. Yeah. And How you got to get that many people. Like they that's had an insane. that was really good. Like their IT team, they, when they started this, they did a lot of thinking because their shit was on point. They had an IT team. They had a team for everything. So when something didn't go right, it was fixed right then and there. Yes, it would shut down and you guys couldn't onboard, but it would be maybe no more than a day. I mean, and that would send you guys in a frenzy, but our, so many people was trying to onboard. I was taking, at this point, I was taking $10,000 from each person I onboarded. So you do the math. And that was just my team. That was just my team. So it got to a point where I would work from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. And even at 7 p.m., Mark would be waiting for me because he wanted us to come up with another idea. How could we onboard more people? And then it got to a point where I would just, if they had family members and friends, then I was onboarding them because they didn't have to wait. You guys had because it was a three-month wait. You had to wait three months unless you knew somebody. That was the only way you got on board it. And I knew that because I was the person that did it. Yeah, I remember that. I was in the queue for probably six weeks at least. Yeah. And I have everything. Like I kept, I kept all of my stuff. I kept everything. But I mean, it just, it was what it was. He would come and say, hey, I have my niece and so-and-so and so-and-so. And I would go and onboard them and then get back to whatever my list was for the day or whatever I had to do for the day. That's so crazy because like, you know, you hear all the time that people are like, I know there's special privileges and you talk to retailers and they deny it, but it's like, you're telling me right here that there were special privileges even to get onboarded. There were the right person because I was the person you came to for them. I mean, I pretty much, I, the whole family, it is what it is for the most part. I mean, did they do a good job? I got to give them their credit because they were making a shit ton of money. A million dollars a day is a shit ton of money. I don't care who you are. It's a shit ton of money. And they were making it. And just as fast as they was making it, they were spending it. Fancy trips, uh, private jet rides, all the speaking, all of that. That shit costs money. And all, you know, vision. People were paying $500 to go to vision. (laughs) It was crazy. And then even after it was not only that, I was just like, I saw people making $10,000 a month 
And I was like, why am I still in home office? What the fuck am I doing? I might as well become a consultant. And that's how I became a consultant. And then even then the bid for me then was high because I had so many coaches well, what, where are you going to go? Or we'll fly you out here. Come, come here. And I had, I had already picked right from the beginning. I knew I was going to go with Brittany Hunter. I knew from the beginning. Um, I liked everything. She had vision, the way she runs her team. Even now, even though Lula Rose are crock of shit, she still makes a shit ton of money and she's still doing her thing. So I don't have anything bad to say about her because when it was time for me to buy my inventory, the Hunter family paid for every penny of my stuff. Wow. I did not know that. Did not know. So that is not hearsay. You heard that from me. Brittany Hunter paid for my inventory, my first inventory, and she bought me whatever I wanted in the beginning. Now, do you think that's because she knew that people would want to be underneath you? Did you grow a team too? I grew a team. I did. I got to watch. I, the only thing I didn't do was the cruise because I just, everything happened for me so fast. And then, you know, they're Mormon. So at the end of the day, I'm going to look at it as I'm black. You, and I'm not saying there aren't any black Mormons. I just don't know of any. And uh, <laughs> we're not allowed in their church. It's just that simple. I'm not going to sugarcoat it because I would get invited to all the weddings from everybody. And I would just, one day I had to tell them, you guys stop giving me a wedding invitations because you guys know I can't go in the church and I'll see you guys at the reception. I wasn't mad. I was never mad because I knew I wasn't going to convert. I mean, to each its own religion. I don't knock nobody's religion, but I'm Christian and it is what it is. Did I drink the bullshit that they had? No, I was there to make my money and that's it. And did I become a consultant? I did. And did I make good money? I did. But then I just started seeing shit that wasn't right. And people were emailing me and I was just like, I didn't see that. So I started to do my own investigation. I wasn't going by hearsay or because somebody told me I did my own stuff. And that's how I found out the things that I found out. Right. Um, I remember back because you and I, well, I believe you were the one that onboarded me. I did onboard you. Okay. Cause that's what I thought. And then, um, (laughs) I remember meeting you for the very first time at 2016 that picture. convention. Correct. Do you have a picture of that? I do have a picture. No. And I, I will go through it. I have everything from every convention, everything I was flown out to, everything I ever spoke to. See, Black people, we have this thing and it's called receipts. And we- <laughs> I have receipts too. Yeah, I, I know y'all got them, but I mean, when I say we keep them, we keep them because you know we already got a strike against us. So when I say we keep receipts, we keep them to save our ass at the end of the day. And I, I like I have everything, which was why I know I knew nobody was never gonna uh, like call me, harass me, or send me threats because they already knew what time it was. Don't let that little job get y'all fucked up. Don't get it messed up. I, you know, Lulu Rose was good to me. But I wish y'all would send me threats, like all of that. And y'all had to deal with threats and stuff. No, I didn't have to deal with none of that because they already knew what time it was. <laughs> oh, my God. I love you so much. Yeah. Yes. They were threatening people. People would be like, Shay, are you getting threats? Hell no, I ain't getting none. Yeah. People ask me, they're like, hey, have you ever gotten like a cease and desist or, you know, like you speak out about these companies? And I was like, everything I say about these companies is true. If they're going to sue me, they're going to have to prove that what I'm saying isn't true. Then they can't. 
Ian knows. She like she knows, and a lot of people that are still working for Lularoe, they were like, "You are such the talk of Lularoe right now. It's crazy." And Me? I didn't know it was gonna or you or just all of us, us in general. <laughs> yeah, because they were saying our face was on the trailer, and they were just like, so everybody was like, um, "We're not. Are you going to talk about this?" I said, "No, I don't. Never say that. I still talk to you guys that actually still work there." I would never do that, but they were telling me that we're the talk right now. Like everybody's talking about it. Like, are you going to watch it? And she said, everybody um, in home office and everything's going to watch it. Of course they are. I know they, they are. know the truth. I want you guys to watch it. Good. So I could get the bag September 10th. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I want so, you guys to watch. I remember when they came to me and was like, you better not say nothing because I was going to say behind all the glitz and glory like all you guys see is what Deanne and them put you don't know what it takes for all you guys to go on all these trips you don't know what it takes in home office and it was stressful because people were being stressed out like having to get time off from work and all kind of stuff like and it was bad because Mark he ran he ran a tight ship he was always can you come up with an idea for this? Can you come up with an idea for that? And I did because it was my job and we were good at it. So it was just like, and our compensation was good. Like when we got our uh, incentives and our bonuses, our bonuses was always cash and we got really nice gifts. So don't get me wrong. They took damn good care of us. Flew us everywhere, well, yeah. took us everywhere. We had good shit. I got a watch, you know, I don't wear my watch. I ought to go turn it in and see if I can get some money for it. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was just like, it was good. When they first asked me to speak, I was shocked. Cause I was just like, but Deanne said they get, everybody's always asking who is Shay, who is Shay. So when she came to me, she walked into home office and she said, who is with Shay? And I stood up and that's when we began to build a report. She said, I hear a lot about you. She said, no matter where I travel, she said, I hear your name all the time. So I needed to come meet the face that's making me money. Like she got at me really well. But as I, as time went on, I saw what it was and I did my own investigation and I just said, okay, I got to get the hell up out of here. Yeah, she was off the chain. So some, <clears throat> excuse me. So what were some of the bonuses that you got for onboarding people? Oh, so we were getting a thousand dollars for like every, every 50 people. And then we got free clothes. Like, so I didn't pay for any of my clothing. So the first time I met Deanne, I met her, I had got the job at LuLaRoe and I would hear about her. Like I would hear about this white lady with this blonde hair. Well, of course I started there. So I didn't have any new little. So I would come to work in Chanel and one day everybody knows the story we were walking in the hall and she passed me she had on this bright red lipstick and she had on these Gucci glasses and she pulled her glasses down and she said you're not wearing LuLaRoe I said I know it's Chanel <laughs> she marked me right into that warehouse and she gave me a shit ton of stuff for free and made me change right then and there what that was my first encounter with Deanne I mean, I have heard that story, but I know everybody still, has to hear. It even when I hear it, it's still I was like the only unbelievable. Black girl there, like it's not. Everybody was like looking out the window in home office, like, oh yeah, 
Oh yeah, it's about to go down. You know who she was? I didn't at the time. I didn't even know she was the owner. She was just like, "That's not Lulu Row." Yeah, I know it's Chanel. And everybody like turned and looked at me. At the time, I didn't know that it was GM. <laughs> so <laughs> so funny. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, you told me that story when we were sitting in the park doing the Vice documentary. So yes, when I did the documentary yeah. for Vice. Yeah. So basically what happened was Vice, you know, reached out to me and they were like, Hey, we're gonna do this documentary. Do you have any contacts of people that work at home office? And I reached out to like three or four people that I knew. Um, and Shay was the only one that was available that day. And we met at the little park where she lives and her and I sat and had this really long conversation that they filmed. And I was like, but none of it came with, none of it was in the Vice documentary. We were with you for like two hours or more. And you're only in it for like I know know. a minute and a half and they mostly focus on your fingernails I know everybody was like Shay the whole documentary was focused on your nails who do you get your nails done who do you get your hair done that's why I said this time around I'm gonna make sure everybody knows who does my hair it was so funny but yeah I remember sitting and doing the vice documentary with you and being like yes um and and then when it came out you know you were barely in it and I remember you reaching out to me and saying hey that was really fun and it felt really good to tell my story. If yes. anything comes up again, please think of me. And I was like, of course. And then I remember when when the documentary people reached out to me last summer, I think you were the first or second person that I reached out to. I was like, they want us again. Are you in? <laughs> I'm down. I was like, yeah. Well, you know why? Because I have people reaching out to me and they were like, Shay, how come you won't speak out? How come you won't come forward? We know you know something. And it was just like, and then it just started to be like, you know, people that were, I made, I made a lot of friends at LuLaRoe. I made a lot of friends. I'm still friends with them. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it because I know what really happened and it is what it is. I'm not, I was never scared. I just didn't care at the point because I wasn't there. But then I was like, I had all these people that were my friends and that I knew and I was just like, all right, I'm in, fuck it. No, and I'm, I'm just like, I'm so happy that you were in this one too. It's, I'm so happy that I you didn't know tell more of your story. I, you know, the trailer when they dropped the trailer, I didn't have a phone for like two days. So when I finally got my phone, and I like hooked it because you know I had to go to Apple because you guys were just like gonna slay me to death. You between you, my son, and everybody else, I'm like, okay, I'll get an Apple. And when I turned it on and hooked up everything, I all these messages and everybody was like, why didn't you tell us you were going to do the show and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I wasn't really supposed to say anything. So I didn't right? know it wasn't, I wasn't supposed to say anything. We were supposed to keep quiet and that's what we did. So yeah, that's true. We weren't really supposed to say anything. Um, they told me that I could hint that I had a project coming out, but I wasn't allowed to say what it was or what it was about or I didn't even hint. <laughs> who it was I with. I didn't want to hint because then everybody would be asking like, what are you up to? And I didn't want to have to lie. So I was just like, I'm just going to be quiet. Very few knew <laughs> I was shooting. No, but I would be real quiet. I would like leave, leave work. I would leave Puma, go to, go shoot. <laughs> yeah, no one was surprised when I said I was working on a project. No one was like, geez, I wonder what it is. They were like, of course she is. But if you had said that, they would have been like, it's a LuLaRoe thing. Like, yeah, because everybody knew that's what I said. And I was like, I can't say anything right now because everybody's going to know what it is. Walk me through being in the documentary. Like, how was it for you? How did that go? What was that like? 
I mean, it was cool. It was long. I don't know if TV's my thing. It was long, long, long. Um, but it was, it wasn't bad. I felt pretty good, like telling my side. They were funny. Um, they wanted me to like divulge all the secrets. Like they were like, we knew it was gonna be juicy when you came in here. Your attitude, we loved it. Um, is it true? And I was like, oh yeah. And they were like, you're okay with saying that? And I'm like, yeah, because it's the truth. I mean, what do you? What is she gonna say that that didn't happen? I was there. I mean, all the times we'd be traveling everywhere, you'd be high as fuck. That's that's the truth. You were just, but I'd probably be high like that too if I had to deal with all these people. I probably not to her, not high like her. <sighs> I now let me take that back because once <laughs> this goes out, that's I can't allegedly, get it back. allegedly high. There we go. Yeah, allegedly so. high on alleged pharmaceuticals from La Pharmacia. All her, everybody knows Deanne went to Mexico for everything. Um, if you worked at LuLaRoe and you had a position like me, plain and simple, they didn't want big people working there. I didn't say she didn't like big people. She didn't want people working there. And if you had a position high enough like me, you were offered to go to Mexico. They would fly you on a jet and you could get the surgery because I had a few friends that got the surgery. That's not no secret. She got the, she got the surgery herself. And but I have lots of people they, that had it too. Yeah, I know you guys do. I, and I can for sure say it like uh, at least 10 people. I know. So to each their own, if, if you want to lose weight to work for somebody, I mean, to each their own. She never did ask me to go lose weight or anything like that. She asked a couple of people I knew. I was like, girl, you crazy. But I mean, everything was by looks there. When you get, like, a, a lot of people don't know. When you get high up, looks are everything. Like, like for the type of position I have, if you didn't look a certain way, she may, she would come to you and let you know, like, hey, I love that you're doing a great job, but, uh, and she had a way of saying it straight up. Like it wasn't no secret. Oh, wow. And I knew people that got surgery. I always thought it was really odd because they touted themselves like body positivity and women empowerment. Yeah, and carry you, size like, up to three I noticed that when we would have our meetings last week, cause we would have to have this meeting and they would play this video like they were brainwashing us, but you know, you can't really brainwash black people too much no because because uh, we gonna get to thinking like okay all y'all so just like I wasn't going on the cruise I mean I love I love all you guys but I'm not going in the middle of the ocean with a, a boat full of white people I'm cool I'm just that just I just and I told her I hope she didn't feel no kind of way I thank you for my check I thank y'all for my nice walk but I just the cruise I was like no nah, I'm cool and that's why Megan was my boss at the time was able to go because I didn't want to go and she was like are you really gonna give me I was like girl go join them people I just because I didn't feel like at the time I was still new I didn't know them like that I just know I did a good job and I was offered all this stuff and most of the time I took it but that cruise I'm cool y'all can keep that the cruise um was a little culty uh... I know it was culty you didn't have to <laughs> tell me I saw all the shit that they was doing and I mean don't get me wrong I I was grateful, but I'm not into the cult, all of that. Uh, you know, I didn't earn the cruise. I was gifted the cruise. Um, my mentor gifted me the cruise. And I went, my ex-husband and I went together and I was already very like disenfranchised and, and not really into everything that was happening. Cause this was in 2017. And I remember thinking, well, this is a free vacation and I can just wear a bathing suit and like regular clothes. And because our cruise was half normal people and half LuLaRoe. 
And so we just found spots where mostly normal people were hanging out and we just hung out there. And I didn't go to any of the events. I didn't go to any of the meetings. I only went to like one, it was like a team thing just to show my face because they had given me the ticket. Just be like, see, I went to stuff. Um, But that was the only thing I went. And at that meeting, I had a teammate who was, I think lateral, but had a different upline, but we were like on the same level. Um, she came up to me and, and I was talking to her and she, and she looked amazing. And I asked her, Oh my God, what have you been doing? You look incredible. She had this new bathing suit on and she was rocking it super body positivity. And she was like, Oh, I went down to Tijuana and I got the Mexico, I got the surgery in Mexico. And I was like, and my face fell from being like, Oh my God, what have you been doing to like, Oh, yeah, I had heard rumors drinking the Kool-Aid, right? Yeah. I had heard rumors, but this was the first time someone I knew had like said it to me. And she's like, did you want to get it? I can get you more information if you're interested. And then she called over Kira and she goes, Kira, tell her all about the surgery. Cause she had had it too. And I, know. I was like, Oh my And I just felt like, Oh my God, how do I get out of this? Like, how do I walk away from this conversation without being so rude? You, like, you don't want to be part of that. I, it was, was like, either, okay, I'll let you guys know. Or be pregnant. It was, they, they, they pushed pregnancy on me. Like, like it was crazy. Yeah. I remember at one point, it was probably out of everybody in home office. It was probably like five of us who weren't pregnant. Oh like I, God. we were literally, I was like, we're going to walk through the doors of Lularo and get knocked up just for walking through the doors. That's how bad. Cause everybody was pregnant at the time. I mean, everybody was pregnant. I remember and, and hearing stories about the obsession of people's marriages and relationships, like home office was always so obsessed with who we were with yeah, and what we what were I, doing. And, I, and I, I didn't understand that. They were obsessed with people's relationships. <laughs> uh, people were obsessed. So look it. So, you know, you in the salon, so I have all my black people here. So hey, I'm a hairstylist. Like, I get it. I get it. Yeah. She's a hairstylist. <laughs> But I'm just letting y'all know. So everybody, I don't want y'all to think like, you know, I, they know that I was taking this meeting. So they know I'm on here. I'm not hiding that. So please, whatever they, this is how they feel. So disrespect because people want to know where the fuck y'all working at. That's basically what it is. They like, wait, where are y'all working at? But this is what we had to deal with all the time. It was either pushing the weight loss surgery on you or being pregnant. And I'm, when you, I mean, we had baby showers there like it was crazy I said damn I'll, I'll go get pregnant just so I can have a baby shower because she would she would take care of the team like that but then you would just start to see things and you started to notice shit that was like mm. and gradually I started to fall back and then when they offered me the position for the financial team I was like Mm-mm. I couldn't do it so what was your final straw? Like what made you decide that LuLaRoe was too crazy and you needed to get out? God, they're going to be so mad. Um, they are going to be pissed. So I had a flash drive. Oh, God. And I did my homework and I just needed to see for myself. I mean, just as you were saying, you heard rumors. I would hear things too, but I needed to see for myself because here I am. I'm taking tons of money from people. People were selling breast milk. People were literally selling their breast milk so that they could have money to onboard. And when I was finding out shit like that, I got to a point to be saying, it's not that serious. People were taking loans out on their homes. People were taking loans out, period, like messing up their credit, 
people's marriages were failing and people were emailing me and it was coming by the abundance. At first it would just trickle in, you know, and I would read it and stuff and I would call them because I would reach out to them because I had onboarded this person, but then it started to come in abundance and they were just saying these things. So I did my homework and, uh, her son that was on the IT team, the IT team at the time, let them know like, hey, Shay has a flash drive and she records everything she does. And they called me in the office and they asked me and I told her, yeah. And she asked if she could have a flash drive. And I said, no, because you guys had to buy my contract. So see, when I didn't get hired, like everybody, you guys came to me, you bought my contract. So therefore all that null and void and cease and desist, that doesn't apply to me. So I can say whatever the fuck I want when I want to, especially if it's the truth, because what are you going to do? You can't do anything. And that's what it was. Oh, and see, they God. knew. And when they told when they asked me, that's when her son asked me to take over his department because he wanted to relax, you know. Mm -hmm. So he was like, I just want you to take over and we'll pay you thirty five an hour. That was that was the thing. I thought about it. It took me seven days to think about it because I thought about it. I work from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. That's $35 an hour plus all my bonuses. I'm winning. But at the end of the day, it wasn't worth it. All the shit that I was getting in return. And the one that was enough for me is when they came out with the black monkey leggings. And oh I had to, my God. Yeah, I was pissed leggings. off about that. I had to be the one. And I, why did I have to be the one to say something? I shouldn't have never been the one. I ran the onboarding department. So I Those went, leggings I should have never left the art department. Like they should have been like completely canceled the well, second someone looked at them. even put black monkeys, face monkeys like that on there anyway. And I told them that, and I said that. So when the shit hit the fan, I was, that's why I was like, that's a lie. You guys are lying because I told you when I got the leggings, I was like, if you guys thought that I was going to sell these black monkey leggings, no, what do I look like selling blackface monkeys like that? And it was, it was like the, the lips and all of that. I was so upset. They were the most disgusting leggings I have ever seen. And then I told her, I, that was when I said, you need to go the next time you have your meeting, you need to make and go. For, I want everybody. You need to make it national. Everybody that got the leggings, you need to return them. And that's how that came out. Cause I was like, I told her I'm offended. I'm one of your top people here. And you got leggings with black face monkeys on it. You, you done lost your damn mind. Yeah. And you know, what's even worse at the there were retailers like because they were recalled right and you and know there were retailers know, that were still selling them because people are like yeah. I still want them even though they're recalled I'll pay double I'll pay triple Erica she was like well I don't understand what's the problem they are so cute and I'm looking oh. at her like you be quiet because you're in here <laughs> you're married to somebody so I get it you're a, a stidham but you be quiet because you don't you every time I see you you're pregnant and ain't shit cute about it <laughs> I was irritated that day. That was so, I was so, and I told her I was offended. And I mean, she did recall them, but like we had to have a big like powwow at home office. It was crazy. That's where I said, you guys really thought that was a good idea to put some black faced monkeys on yeah. some leggings and sell them? Come on now.
Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the flow knit high rise boyfriend jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester, and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claim standard-approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a Cotton Modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect, effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report, and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. National Voter Registration Day is kind of a big deal. It's a yearly, nonpartisan holiday celebrating our democracy, and it's all about getting as many people as possible to, that's right, register to vote. So why is that important right now? Well, sure, local and state elections may not get as much attention as the midterms or the presidential elections, but there's still a super important way for you to use your voice to make an impact and help shape the future of your community. And one of the best parts? Registering to vote is really easy thanks to organizations like Headcount. 
Get registered there in minutes, and you won't have to worry about registration deadlines in your state. And then you'll be ready to participate in all of your upcoming local, state, and federal elections. That really is a big deal. Head to headcount.org forward slash Spotify now to register. That's headcount.org forward slash Spotify. See you at the polls. Oh my God. Anybody that wants to see these, literally, if you just Google LuLaRoe sock monkeys, you will find them. It is disgusting. And yeah. it shouldn't have happened. They shouldn't have even gone out, but they did. And then I still get comments on my TikTok when I talk about leggings and prints of people that are like, remember the sock monkeys? And then there'll be comments of people that are like, I own a pair. And I'm just like, I can't and even I told right that, now. And I told any, and I had told Brittany too. I was like, anybody that's on your team, I know you're the coach and I'm just new, but I was like any, I had went on Facebook and I put anybody if I'm I'm on pumped up kicks, if you got the leggings, you need to return them to home office because I will personally take them in for you and I will make sure that you get your money back. I told them even if I had to give you the money back because I was I was so pissed when that happened. Yeah, I oh god, I, I just I can't. It's like the people just don't understand. No, they just don't, don't understand. understand. Everybody saw everybody all saw the glitz and glory. You saw us riding in a private jet and going from place to place and having all this, but y'all didn't see the shit that was behind all the glitz and glamour though. Jesus. Yeah, they didn't see all that. They didn't know that we had to have a, a morning ritual every morning where they made you watch this this video and flooded you with like all this like sad shit. So to make you want to help people, but I was just like, okay, this is what we're doing. And the deaf girl was the straw for me. I'm like, you guys put the deaf girl on here, but it's whatever. If that's how y'all gonna run y'all business, y'all paying me $26 an hour. So let's get this money then. Fuck it. Jeez. Okay. So I remember a story that you told me back when we were filming Vice. And I don't know if you told it in the documentary. Um, again, we're recording this before it's out. So we don't really know, but maybe you can tell it here. And then that is the story of the woman and her mother and the onboarding. Yep. Oh, okay. So I had this lady. Oh God, everybody's. So I had this lady and I had onboarded her and I won't say her name because they, they prefer it that way. But um, she became really good and successful in LuLaRoe. And during her time at LuLaRoe, she became sick we became really 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 good friends and her daughter at the time had been in this bad relationship and her husband had took everything and left her with the kids so of course she talked her daughter into doing LuLaRoe so she moved back home with her mom and they were doing you know she was like I want you to do LuLaRoe they had called me and said can they talk to me and I'm like yeah you know what's up and it was the lady she was actually in the hospital and she was in there with her doctors and everything she had cancer and it was bad like it the minute she found out it just went downhill how's she doing she's doing actually she's doing pretty good uh she no longer works for LuLaRoe but she's doing pretty good she's remarried and it's good um, to hear yeah (laughs) so geez I mean there are so many stories like that in this company um (laughs) and I feel like all of them end with and they're no longer with LuLaRoe anymore (laughs) 
Uh, pretty much. I mean, a couple of people still work there. Um, and I get it because they need the, their money and they need a job. But I'm just trying to figure out how the hell they still, in, like, how are they really even still up and running? How do you not know that you're part of a cult and a pyramid scheme? Right, with the insurmountable evidence that we've provided to everybody, they still turn a blind eye and tell us that that's just our opinion and we're just- I, I, When I got with Brittany Hunter, I got with Brittany Hunter and I had people saying, I wanna be under you. Like I already had, when I started out, I had about 30 people that wanted to be under me. So you take that and do the math. You know how much money you get for every person under you. So, and when I got my inventory, people just wanted to buy from me. So I have posted, my inventory was on the way. I even posted a picture with the UPS man. My shit was sold out by midnight. So that $10,000 that Brittany spent for me, I made that triple in that one night. And Brittany paid for it. So she got a big bonus chunk on that. Yeah, well. she got her bonus check was big because she told me her bonus check was big. They bought an RV and took the kids on a trip. I would too. Because she made a shit ton of money off of me. What? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> So it was like, cause she, and she said it, she was like, she was like, people are just going to buy from you. Cause it's you, you used to work in home office. So, and she, and what I will say is I have nothing bad to say about Brittany Hunter. She took very good care of me, her and her husband. I stayed at nice hotels. Uh, one of my favorite ones is the mission Inn in Riverside. They are the bomb shout out to mission Inn and their lobster and their lobster. <laughs> They Sunday brunches on point. You know, if you're going to pay that eight, five, maybe one of these days I'll drive up to Riverside and you and I can go to the mission in and have brunch. I mean, I'm, I'm down for that. I am largely motivated by food. And if you say it's delicious, I have a car and I will travel. I would literally, and I would literally get out the car and they would be waiting for me there. And I would be like, can I get a few minutes? Like I literally just pulled up to the mission in and they're like ready to go like pictures. And I'm like, where did y'all, how did, when did you see me even pull in? I got to the point where I didn't even have to drive no more. 16 yeah. kids, that's a lot of goddamn kids. Fruitful and plentiful. I love you so much. Am I okay? Am I lying? <laughs> no. But I mean, hey, like I said, I worked for them. That was my job. I didn't say I believed in it. I just $26 an hour is good money when you're there all goddamn day. <laughs> <laughs> you seriously crack me up. Um, I have a couple questions that I'm asking everybody at the end. Um, yes. And I'm very excited to hear what your answers are because you are <laughs> hilarious. You know, people think that I just say what I'm thinking. You have a whole other like I have a filter that you don't have like you say even more things that I don't say which I love because it's the truth I'm not gonna hide nothing because y'all asked me to tell the truth so I'm gonna tell the truth because they obviously not gonna tell the truth I cannot wait I cannot wait she knows it'll be a bunch of drama I can't wait <laughs> oh man I need like Orville Redenbacher to sponsor the podcast or something <laughs> I know because what's his name was like when you do some press he was like make sure you come to me <laughs> he was like I want to be there we have a PR team for you and I was like I don't need all that he's like I know but I, I need I want you to have it 
You know, the funniest thing is the PR team. One of the people on the PR team is really good friends with one of my really good friends when I lived in LA. And he was like, isn't that such a small world? And it made me feel even better because this person, like, I absolutely love him so much. And to know that he's friends with this person that's taking care of us, like, just made me feel even more at ease that we would be taken care of really well. Like, even... The, some of the people from the onboarding team, they're like, we're so proud of you that you spoke up. I, and I wanted to be like, but how come you didn't say nothing? Because you endured a lot of bullshit. You didn't say nothing, but they just can't. I mean, they could have like a TV series that just goes on for years to tell all the stories of I this know, company. And everybody, I don't know if you guys, did you guys hear about the Zen room? The what? The Zen room. We had a Zen room. No. We had a zen room so zen room yeah we had the zen room it was nice though don't get it twisted it was nice they had really nice shit in there so when we would onboard and we would be stressed out like when you guys would call home office and stress us out they put this room together and it was the zen room and it was really nice and for a while it was a place for us to go after after dealing with you guys, because you guys were calling me like, I haven't been onboarded and blah, 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 and stuff. So we had a Zen room. And after a while, it wasn't the Zen room no more. It was the room where you got cussed out because it would be so much animosity in the office and people not wanting to do their part. It would be crazy. So whenever somebody got in trouble, they would take you in the Zen room. And I remember one thing. beat you with reeds or something what happens in the zen room when like try to like you know we're not gonna put up with this and you know if that's how you're gonna be and I would tell them I never had to go in the zen room but I would let them know you don't have to take me in the zen room because whatever you need to tell me you could tell you could tell me right here and there we're not going in the zen room but I didn't I never really got in trouble though I never really I never really got in trouble um, even when I had the hard drive and they asked me about it, I think they probably thought I was going to lie about it. And I was like, no, I do have a hard drive because this is my job. I do this every day. And these are people I'm taking $10,000 from every person that I talk to. So yeah, I'm going to know who I'm talking to. Okay. So I have a question. Um, what was like the craziest calls that you would get? Like, what are some of like the craziest stuff that you would get on when people would call okay, so to talk to you? First, my first crazy call I got, um, so, you know, I would call and be like, um, hello, hi, good morning. And they would be like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, is this my call? And I would be like, this is your call. And they would be like, ah! start screaming on the phone and they would be like oh my god who is this who is this who is this and I would be like this is Shay and then they would literally say hold on go pick up another phone and be like I just want you to say hi to my friends because I wanted you to onboard me and I literally they would put me on hold so I could say hi they would have a listening party and they would put me on speaker just to say hey I spoke to Shay and she onboarded me that's how crazy it would be. That's it's the false celebrity is so strange. <laughs> that was crazy. You're like, I'm literally a customer service rep. I, I don't I understand why I you worship say, me. What I will say though, I knew it was a big hit. I knew it was big because I would go to like, um, 
when I would go out, I would go to the grocery store. I knew it was a hit then because I would go to the grocery store and I would go to like UPS to go mail stuff out. And people would be like this. Oh my God, that's her. That's her. Just go over there. That's her. Oh my God, that's her. And one time I had a girl come up to me. She was like, are you Shay? Shay from LuLaRoe? And I would be like, yeah. She'd be like, oh my God, mom, I told you it was her. Can we take a picture? That's when I knew it took off. Because oh, I was in the grocery store. Yeah. So that's when I knew it took off. And I was like, okay, this is this is something. And then I came up with the idea. Everybody wants this, like, oh, I want Sawyer to onboard me. I want Keely to onboard me. I want Shay. So I came up with this thing. How about we come up with a Facebook account? And that way you can meet the team that you guys are go so crazy about. And it just took off from there. That's when I became, what was it? You guys called me the LuLaRoe fairy godmother. That's why yeah, the fairy came. godmother. Yeah, everybody started calling me the fairy godmother and Facebook famous. And then it just went from there. It's just, it's so wild. It's so wild. Okay, so I have these questions that I'm going to ask you. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay, one word that encompasses how you feel about LuLaRoe? Then or now? Now. Uh, disappointed. Yeah, disappointed works for me. Um, a warning to somebody that wants to join LuLaRoe. Do your homework. Any, I mean, that's anybody. When you start a business, don't start a business because you see people say, oh, I made a whole bunch of money with this company. They, I'm not saying they didn't because I made a shit ton of money with the company, but there was stuff that came with that too. So, I mean, if you want to join LuLaRoe, I'm, go right ahead. I'm not saying not to, but do your homework and you'll speak for yourself because if you do your homework like you're supposed to, nine times out of 10 at the end, when you find out what you're supposed to be finding out, you're not going to join it. So. Absolutely. Kudos to you. Yeah, if you find all of this information and you watch both of the documentaries and you read all of the articles and you still want to join, then that's on you. Right. <laughs> Drink the Kool-Aid. Um, what is your worst memory of LuLaRoe? Uh, the monkeys was one of them. And then, so we had a girl, um, there was a girl that worked in there and she was part of the family. And before I got like my high, high position, Megan was my boss. And she was she was so down to earth, really cool, but she was stressed out a lot. And we would have a lot of Deanne's people would pick on her. And uh, she would be like, I would come in and she'd be at her desk and she'd be looking all sad. And I'd be like, Megan, girl, what's wrong with you? And, you know, she's like, well, you know, I'm just so tired of them picking on me and, you know, and for a while she would say that and she had took time off from work because they were picking on her. So one day when she came back from work, she was sitting at her desk and she was crying again. I said, Megan, girl, what's wrong with you? She said, they still picking on me. So I said, Megan, who picking on me? So of course it was, it was Deanne's niece. So I had, I went to her desk and I was like, what's wrong with you? And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, why do you always pick on Megan? She's like, well, she's behind. And I was like, well, of course she's behind. You're behind too, but nobody's picking on you. And she would be like, okay. And I would be like, so you're picking on her for what? And I said, well, check this out. 
I said, me and Megan, we're going to switch roles. So the rest of the week, I'm going to run the team. So everything that you go and you tell Megan, make sure you run it by me. Oh, damn. And she went and told, she went and told Deanne and they came to me and I said, she asked me why I told her that. And I told her, I was like, your niece is a bully and that's fine. I get it because her, her aunt runs a multi-million dollar company. But what you're not going to do is you're not going to pick on the team. And I'm telling you that gratefully with respect because we're the team that brings you the money. So I'm not saying that her, not for her to do her job, just keep her on, on in her lane. And she <laughs> just, just stay in your lane yeah because Megan wasn't one of those she wasn't feisty you know what I'm saying she wasn't one of those but me I want all the smoke so Megan you have a seat right here and I'll run it the rest of the week and we'll go from there and she hated to bring me anything so eventually uh she moved positions and you know it went from there but the they had a lot of bullying in there and I didn't like it I didn't like it at all, and I saw it. But they knew who to bully, and they knew who not to bully too. So yeah, jeez, wow. Ugh, Home office was something else. Um, what is the hardest lesson that you learned with Lularoe? <sighs> letting go. I think letting go is just a good lesson to have in general. You know. Yeah, I had to say goodbye to a lot of people and even when I left they were like since when you left a lot of things in office changed and you know and I knew it was going to change I knew it was going to change but I needed it was time for me plus I was already a consultant and I needed to focus on that because now I'm not I'm not I'm no longer in home office I'm a consultant and yes I did have I didn't have to wait like you guys and I did get the special privileges um but I had to focus on, you know, now I'm part of a team and it's time to get to work. But it was nice. I mean, they had a farewell. It was like, it was, it was, I have, I have really good friends. So I'm glad you had that good experience from leaving. Yeah. Um, and then the last question is a positive takeaway from your time in LuLaRoe. Um, God, I have so many. Um, Building a rapport with so many people all over the world. Before LuLaRoe, I mean, I had a lot of friends, but I mean, like, it got to the point where, because I worked in home office, people would want to have a pop-up show, and they would want me at the show, so they would fly me to their home so that I could be a part of their pop-up show, and they became good friends, and people had wineries, and would say, come and bring, like, you and so-and-so come and, you know, be a part of that. And I build a lot of friendships like that. Like I literally were staying in people's homes that had nice homes and uh, going to a lot of places. Uh, I did go to Utah. I won't say who I went to see, uh, but uh, that is Mormon country town for sure. Um, Did you get to go to the ranch? And BYU. <laughs> I did go. Uh, it was it was something different. I will say that I, I went to a lot of parties. Um, a lot of people that worked high end that were Dan's family actually lived in Norco where I live. So we were kind of neighbors, and the parties they were have would be uh, yeah, 
they'd be out there. I would say they do know how to party. They do. And you know, every single LuLaRoe party that I ever went to reminds me of the movie Trolls. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I remember, I remember when they tried to get Beyonce do you remember that? Do you? Yeah, they tried. I to remember get, a Justin Timberlake that? rumor. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they tried to get Beyonce and they tried to get Justin Timberlake. Girl, Beyonce was like, "If y'all shut up, let me be quiet." Beyonce wasn't fucking with Lulu. I'm 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 happy to hear that. I hope Beyonce watches the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they tried. They I think they tried for a whole year to get her. Yeah, they well, tried for a yeah, whole year. No, she's like, um, that's a scam. No. She <laughs> was like, uh, that's a no. That's a hard no. So, yeah. She's like, you can't afford me. <laughs> Pretty good. Y'all making money, but y'all ain't making no Beyonce money. Yeah, you're not making Beyonce money. You're making Katy yeah, Perry they money. Wanted her, they wanted her at Vision. They wanted her at Vision bad. And I was like, if they pull this off, they're the GOAT. I just didn't see them pulling it off because I don't, nothing that they did coincides with what Beyonce represents. I mean, yes, you guys all love her music, but. Yeah, wow. I didn't hear the Beyonce rumor. I did hear the Justin rumor. Um, And I think we ended up getting Katy Perry. Yeah. But even like a guitarist in Katy Perry's band was the son of retailers at the time who are friends of mine who are no longer in. And that's, that's how I got extra floor seats to Katy Perry for my team because they're like, oh yeah, I'll hook you up. No problem. I was like, that's how I got my tickets to the Katy Perry concert. <laughs> I got four of them. I yeah, got they were just time. handing them out. She's like, oh, meet me in the lobby at the hotel. I was like, okay. Yeah, that's how I got, I, that's how I got me, my tickets. I was just like, okay. So like I said, like they took good care of us and I got, a, I reaped a lot of benefits from it. Like we would get fancy little uh, candy apples and our bonuses would be cash, just straight envelope with your name on it. And they call they'd have a little ceremony and let everybody know what you did to achieve it. And it was, that's just how it went. I got me an apple every time. Cause I knew <laughs> I made sure I got me an apple. Every time. I, I mean, these, every apples, time. <laughs> these, no, these apples were like 60, $70. Oh yeah, like the Harry and David ones, like the huge yeah, ones that are, are covered the, in chocolate and nuts. Yeah, those and are the ones. Like everybody think I be my friends are like, oh, I'm like, girl, that, that ain't no candy apple. I'm gonna show you a candy apple. Yeah, those the Harry and David, those were the ones we got. And she would give me like a whole box of them, and you know, a box of those is gonna run you a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, it's incredible. Like to hear the different experiences of what Home Office was experiencing, knowing what the retailers were experiencing. Yeah. Uh, and the gifts I would get were really nice from the consultants. I will say I love all the consultants because they were just so nice to me. I got, I remember when, uh, I won't say who, but uh, she sent me a Disney Dooney and Burke bag. Her whole team Jeez. sent me and it was a limited edition and I still have my bag to this day. The only thing I got is when I hit trainer, it bumped the girl above me up to coach and it bumped that person up to mentor. And I got a pair of gold teak slip on shoes. That's, that's all I got. <laughs> oh, I got, I got, so I got some gold teeth. Not, I got some of those, but I got a lot. Um, I got some other stuff too. I got quite Dang. a bit, but the, I mean, like I said, she, <laughs> like I said, they did take good care of me though. 
they did. Yeah. You know. Well, you were a paid employee. They had to, like, you could have actually sued them for being a horrible employer. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was, it, it was good. Uh, my favorite hotel, I will say, since I work with LuLaRoe, the Omni Hotel, hands down, I don't care. The Omni Hotel is the best hotel. I've been to a couple of different Omni uh, locations and they're very nice. Yes, they are very nice. So I will say um, every time they sent me somewhere and every time I went somewhere with LuLaRoe, that's the only place I've ever stayed. So I will say that. The bus wow. ride is crazy, but the hotels were really nice. Um, and meeting people, like it would be so funny because all of you guys would be going there like to go so you could hear her speak and we would be in the back and she would call my name and it would just go berserk and they would be like oh my god that's Shay from home office and it would just go it would just go berserk and I would be like it's not but as time went by I saw how much that I meant to those people so that was another reason why I did the documentary too yeah, and I appreciate you doing it. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, because people would fly out just to go, just to see us, just to hear me speak. And I'm like, they would be like, oh my God, can we have lunch with you? I, I came all the way from Florida. Oh my God. And and I would be like, okay, yeah. I, because you're like, you, you know, I'm just doing my job at that time. You're just doing your job. But as time went on, I really got to see how much I meant to people and it was a big deal. And they really took it seriously. So where do, where do, where do the West Lakers in the uh, that y'all uh, saying that they were uh, a pyramid oh. king, a cult? Oh, cause uh, everybody, so they, you would, you would have to go, I have to show you, I have to show you clips. They would, it would be a concert and literally everybody would be, it would be hundreds of people there and they would all be on beat and it would just be like, and everybody would just be doing the same. Yeah. The chanting and the dancing on stage. Oh, okay. Just let's be clear while we're on here now. Y'all never saw me dance on stage. (laughs) No, I was on stage. I was always up there. Ridiculous. I, yeah. <laughs> I know. So um, I tried to I tried to stay low profile because after a while it got to be a lot. It, it started to be a lot, and then that's when security would come in and be like, "Okay, like," because we couldn't even eat without people coming up to us or wanting a picture or signing, or uh, they want to give me a bag of unicorn poop. Just like rainbow colored marshmallows, right? Correct. So it would just be crazy, and I'd just be like, "Okay." But as, like I said, as time went by, you saw that people really looked up to you or it was something that people saw onto you where they gravitated towards you because it got to a point where people would visit home office and they just wanted to see my desk. Yeah, that's so odd. It and really I- was, there was so much like false idol celebrity worship within home office, like with Deanne and, and all of the and siblings. People worshiped her. Like people really worshiped Deanne. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, people were, people would come to home office and they would bring cookies and cakes and donuts because we would be there all day onboarding and you guys would feel sorry for us because we're literally working 12 and 15 hour days onboarding you guys. And sometimes Mark would be like, anybody that stays 
over it will uh, it's a hundred dollar bonus for every 10 people so of course we were getting the bonuses plus the overtime plus our you know so we were making good money because he would he was like i want you to come up with another way to onboard more how can we onboard more i was like make another team so then we came up with another so we had two that's when and that's when it really took off jeez I mean, it really was a cult. It really was. It still is. It continues to be. Um, I, with this, some of these posts that the former consultants that are pro LuLaRoe for some reason um, are posting and the comment sections of some of these posts, it is filled with cult rhetoric. It is filled with gaslighting and manipulation and victim blaming. And it's really, really sad to see that some of these people are still stuck in that toxic LuLaRoe mentality. And I I see that too. I see that. And I'm just like, how do you not see? I'm like, why are you still defending them? And then you're defending them. But but I see the people that's defending them too. You know, they're probably taking good care of them too because they swear by them. I'm wondering if there's non-disclosure agreements or like disparagement oh, oh agreements yeah. that were signed sure and that's now, why they're they, kissing their butts. When I, was, when I was becoming a consultant, they was coming up with non-disclosure, a way to come up with it then. And that was when I became a consultant. And then like, if you she were, you they, they had it so planned out. That's why I said, I give it to Mark and Deanne. Don't get it twisted. They did their homework and they executed it flawlessly oh yeah they created the perfect scam that covered their asses they they immaculately it was it was to the t i mean it was to a point where you could uh you couldn't um like if we were married uh they had rules where if you were a, a consultant your husband and they had they they had it down pat they had it and it was when my ex-husband wasn't super pro LuLaRoe and I talked to Deanne about it and say, what should I do? She told me to find a new husband. Oh, I know she did. <laughs> she would tell people that all the time. Oh, wow. She would tell, she would tell women, I know, because women would come in there saying their husbands, their husbands, they're arguing more. And she would say, if you're, if you have a husband and he's not going to support you for what you want to do, then you need a new husband. She would oh, say wow. that. That's true. So I, I, yeah, her, but her husband ain't going nowhere. Cause they, they done already did. They, they mess up and they done already left. They significant others and snuck around town to be with each other. So, oh wow, yeah, there's so much tea. I hope it's all covered in the documentary. I really, really do. <laughs> I think it will be. I'm sure it will be. Well, your hair is looking amazing. I have been having so much fun watching her braid and weave your hair because that is a service that I do not do in my salon. I do not do that at all. I can't even braid to save my life. That is the oh, only- I can, Wait a minute. I can't braid either. So don't- That was the class in beauty it. school that I failed. They were like, you're very bad at this. We have an aerobic hair show in December. Send me the information. So I will. You know, I, I'll- Oh, you should come. They would be so upset. Yeah, I just need over. to come around. And I mean, Daryl's like, we need to go to Miguel's <laughs> have to tacos. And I was like, okay. Dar- I, I loved, I loved it. They used to pick on Daryl in home office too. 
I talked to Daryl already and he shared his story with me and yeah, he's so I vulnerable to, and so open and he's yeah, they used so to wonderful. pick on him and I used to have to get, I used to have to get what they program about picking on him. Cause Daryl, Daryl would take care of all my emails for me. That's how I became, that's how me and him became. Cause he started taking care of my emails and I noticed that they would like pick on him and do shit. And I, I used to have to get on them about that. Like everybody ain't like y'all. So just because somebody's not like y'all don't mean y'all got to pick on them and talk about them behind their back. Yeah, Daryl's great. I'm so happy he was able to be a part of this because he missed out on the vice. Um, but I was, so, I was very much like, you have to talk to Daryl. <laughs> he knows yeah, Darryl, so much. Oh yeah, Daryl Darryl knew. Daryl would get the emails. He Daryl was there in the beginning with me too. I mean, like every time they were growing so fast, we were moving buildings and offices every six months she would go and be like oh I found the building and we would and she would have us go look at it to say do you think you're uh, it's big enough for your onboarding team and there would be places where I would go and I'd be like you're gonna need a bigger space because you have all these people and that's how we started getting all those buildings and that's why we had all those buildings because we would grow so fast we had nowhere to put home office home office grew overnight and we had nowhere to put people like we were sharing. We were I had people sitting next to each other. We didn't have desks. We just had tables and I would have the IT team sit up, come set it up. But then it got bad because then the fire department would come and say, Shay, you're going to need more space because you have so many people in here and that's too many cores. And it was so much. I was so busy, just busy. I never had time for nothing. else. I had the money, but I didn't have the time to go enjoy it. Because I, if I wasn't at work, I was always traveling. And then we had vision. So that was another thing. Well, thank you so much for calling you, me and, and, and talking to me. And I want to see pictures of your hair when it's done. <laughs> but um, I'll keep you posted. And then anything um, else, just let me know. Um, and we'll go from there. Awesome. I love you, girl. You're amazing. I love you, too. My son posted, he said. He said, my mom's on Amazon Prime. Where's your mom at? <laughs> it is what it is. You're amazing. Cheers. I love you. Enjoy I love you. You guys you are too. awesome at the salon. I would totally be out there Bye. for sure. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and share with all of your anti-MLM friends as well. See you next time.